Are you listening to us in audio form? Watch us live every Thursday night on Twitch and YouTube at 7.30 Mountain Time. So connected to the world of Nintendo, even Link knows where to find us. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Infendo Radio, episode, I don't know the number because we didn't ask before the show. I want to say 617. I'm going to say that. Maybe I'm wrong. You'll know. You're listening to the pre-recorded show. You know the episode number. If you're here live with us, thank you for joining us. Um, we have got a show for you tonight, as you can tell, um, if you're watching this live. Justin is gone. Steve has been gone for like 20 episodes now because he left the show. Um, he, did, he did guest host one time. Eugene is wearing a Sonic hat, so yeah, long, long, time, long time viewers of the show might be shocked to hear that. Um, I'm kind of excited for tonight's show, actually, because we, um, first off, apologies if you listened to last week's show live. Um, we had some audio issues, so it was a It all didn't Eugene. work. It was oops, <laughs> all Eugene. And um, that's great if you're a Eugene fan, but for the rest of you, uh, we apologize. We are here now, um, and we have a lot to talk about. I've got a game I'm very excited to talk about. Um, Eugene has plenty of games that he's very excited to talk about, but before all that... Um, Eugene, where can the people find you when you're not hosting this wonderful show with me? Well, thank you for asking. Um, basically, go to Infendo.com. You can find all the things there. We mentioned Steve. You can go to his Discord from there. I'm pretty sure that still exists, you know? Yeah, so, it like, still yeah. exists. It's a cool place. I hang out there all the time. Yeah, do all the things and uh, find me there. You know it. Um, and I'm going to butt in and talk about all the great places you can find me because I'm very important. Um, I have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash Lucas Peace, L-U-K-A-S-P-E-A-C-E. Um, I post gameplay videos and stuff there. Usually, um, like, I'm posting Let's Plays. I just posted one today, actually. It's part three of Steve trying to get through my Mario Maker level. That's hilarious. You should go check that out. Laughs from start to finish. I also just started a new Twitter account, which is um, going to be annoying to say because I chose a terrible name for my game. At um, Mukumuku Plaza. That is M-U-K-U-M-U-K-U Plaza. Um, so if you're That's really interested in finding out, yeah, if you're really interested in finding out all about the game that I'm working on, that I'm going to try to actually get released in the not too far off future, um, go check that out and see how I'm doing on all that. Um, but we are not here to talk about the games I am working on. We are here to talk about the games I am playing, or more specifically, a game that I have not played yet, but I think you have, Metroid Dread, um, and some controversies surrounding it, right? Um... If you, if you follow gaming news at all, um, then you've probably heard all about how Kotaku has gotten into some hot water recently, as kind of per usual lately, um, because they posted this article all about how great the game runs on an emulator on your PC. So people are kind of up in arms about this, right? There are people who are saying, you know, it's, it's, it's no big deal. They just said what they said. There are people who are saying Kotaku's encouraging piracy and emulation, and I will not stand for this. Um, Eugene, you actually got a chance to kind of look over the article and everything. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of want to guide us through this topic and maybe we can share our feelings? You yeah, know, definitely. I and I will, I will say, and I said this pre-show as well, um, I didn't read the article <clears throat> before it was edited by Kotaku. Mm-hmm. So on the bottom of the article right now, it says an earlier version of the story was understood by many readers to be a direct suggestion to illegally download this just released game. 
We regret this interpretation. Kotaku believes emulation is a vital part of our world of gaming, not least when it comes to a game preservation, but uh, not directly encouraging anyone to break the law and download games they may have not purchased. It goes on a little bit from there, but that's pretty much, you know, the gist of it. So um, I understand that they edited the article a bit since I read it. So, you know, take that um, for what it is with my um, <clears throat> uh, impressions here. But I also will say, and fair or unfair, I do know that Kotaku gets a lot of crap online. The whole Gawker family does. So I think that kind of plays into this as well as to how the internet kind of reacted to this. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, the, I mean, they were just basically saying, yeah, you know, the Metroid Dread was just released. It looks like you can play it on the Dolphin emulator. By the way, that it runs at 4K. It looks fantastic. And that was kind of like, you know, how I interpreted the article, you know, like it was, it, they didn't necessarily link out to a place where you can download the ROM for, you know, uh, Metroid Dread. I think they did link to the emulator that can run at 4K, but, you know, like, come on, like, it's, I don't know that that's necessarily a recommendation um, from them to pirate the game. So with that said, um, yeah, I, I feel that um, for me, because <laughs> I've downloaded that emulator and I have tried to uh, look at Metro Dread in 4K because I own the game, right? Because yeah, I, I was going to I was gonna I, say, I got I'm, the damn game. I like, to, I like to look at my recently um, games my friends have been playing recently, and I saw that you were like the only one that's played Metroid Dread, so I figured that would probably be kind of a safe... Uh, you know, safe bet that you would emulate it too, just to see what it looked like. Yeah, so what'd totally. you think? Was it, hey, let's get in, let's get in hot water. Was it fantastic? Was it everything you it, ever dreamed of? Yeah, the, uh, so the, um, and I'll, I guess we'll talk about this a little bit in the change of system, but the opening of the game is really cool because there's like a cool cinematic, you know, all that fun stuff. It looked awesome in 4K. I have a 4K monitor. Um, so um, yeah, it looked just really smooth, really awesome, but I don't know that it, I want to play this game on my computer anyways, you know, like the, I want, I have a Switch because I like playing games on my Switch, right? So like it was cool mm -hmm. to see it like the, a little bit, but I don't know that for me that that's where I want to play it. But alas, a lot of people I'm sure would prefer to play it in 4K in all its glory and, you know, more so, power to them, I guess. So I did Wayback Machine this um, mm -hmm. as we were talking kind of, and I kind of looked it over. It's a little... It's surprisingly tongue in cheek. Like it's it's pretty open about the the whole emulation thing. Mm -hmm. I get it. You know, I'm not I'm not saying that necessarily this is like I don't think it goes so far as sabotage. But sure. like they they actually like recommend multiple emulators that you can use, such as Yuzu, Ryuji. Yeah, no, that's stuff that's like that. still that's still in the article. And again, then I don't. They, Oh, go ahead. Well, well, then they go on to say, um, like, you know, there's there's a bunch of other Metroid games you can play. Your best bet is emulation. Nintendo's bad about maintaining their past games. Blah 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 blah. I I mean I I don't think it's as egregious as like some people mm -hmm. on the internet have been making it sound. It doesn't sound like it's you know it's actively. Well, I mean, it's kind of actively encouraging people to emulate, but it, it's not like it's not like, hey, screw Nintendo, let's teach them a lesson. Let's, you know, it's not like the Pokemon mm -hmm. backlash where it's like, oh, we gotta, we gotta screw these guys over. Everybody buy Temtem, you know, that kind of stuff. It's <laughs> right. just, um, it, it's just very, very emulation positive, you know. And you know, I, mm -hmm. I don't think either of us really have a huge issue with emulation. We've talked kind of ad nauseum about it before. I haven't really emulated in years. Not not out of some like moral 
you know, higher point or whatever. But it's because I don't really like emulating games. I feel like there's always... Like, if you go past, like, N64, there's always some chop. There's always some... Mm -hmm. Maybe that's just me and my setup and everything. My, the fact that I use a laptop, I don't know. But um, I, I haven't really had a chance to emulate games in a while. And I don't think I would care enough about the visuals to emulate, like, Metroid Dread in 4K. To, like, look at, make it look better or whatever, yeah. Yeah, so exactly. Maybe, but, yeah. But, but we have had people on the show before. We've had, like, guests and stuff who are staunchly anti-emulation, you know? So I can mm -hmm. see how somebody like that might read into this and go, well, these guys are encouraging the pirates, you know? So I, I For me, it's very gray area, right? Because, mm -hmm. like, um, you know, I might get into some hot water for this, right? But I, I guess technically the way that I went about getting my um, ROM of Metroid Dread was piracy, right? Because I don't know how to take the take it no. off of the thing and you know put it on but computer, again so but again and i don't i don't know i think this is all gray area you know everybody's morals are different you you've actually purchased the game see in right. my mind and i i okay let's let's talk about emulation let's talk about piracy um <laughs> i i go a step further than that um when i own a game I feel like I have contributed to the game. And then if I like a soundtrack, like on YouTube, I will download songs from sure. that soundtrack. I feel like I have already bought into your product and the music is just a part of that product. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing my, you know, like, like I'll, mm -hmm. I'll buy like a remixer if they have something. But I don't think I've ever actually bought like a game soundtrack because it's just like... I don't know. I, I bought your game, you know, and right. I'm sure that's a sure that's a horrible philosophy. I'm sure there are people out there right now that hate my guts for saying that because you know the 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 composers need money too, and they get their money through different resources. I'm sure they're not paid as well as the developers or whatever, but that's just always how I've like justified it, right? It's like mm -hmm. I, I bought you know Chocobo Racing. I should be able to download the Chocobo Racing soundtrack, like sure. Yeah, no, I, I again, yeah, it, it is very gray area, right? Because like, um, again, like there, some people would even argue, and I think Kotaku may even have in their um, article here, but there's even some certain games where, you know, like I can't buy it on the Virtual Council. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's it's a rare game, so I wouldn't be able to necessarily yeah. find it on like an eBay without spending an arm and a leg. Yeah. So what do you do then? You know, you just well, at that point. I, I almost feel emulation is viable, right? Because I'm well, not going to spend $120 to play Panzer Dragoon on the Saturn, but, you know, like, I might want to try it, so I, at some point I might emulate it, you know? Well, yeah, like, every game, um, not every game, I don't know where I was going with that, um, every time I've played Mother 3, I've, I've emulated it, obviously, because I don't think the game has ever come stateside, you know? There have been fan translations and stuff like that, but I don't think we've ever had an official release for that game, right? And, you know, I'm, right. not, I, I'm not about to buy a Japanese copy of, like, a 20-year-old game. The devs aren't going to see that money anyway, you know? Some some dude in, like, Rio Rancho who's had it in his attic for, like, 20 years is going to get that, so, <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It's uh, it's all very kind of gray, I think. But I think we skirt the line between like full on evil and just like you know, dipping yeah. dipping a toe in the water with our our interest in emulation I, at least. I, so. I, I will say though that with Metroid Dread, if you're listening to this and you you know, you can 
pay for it, that it like there's no excuse. Right? I think like, it would you... be I think it would be a scummy move to just mm-hmm. emulate it, you know. And I I get like I've had friends who need to emulate, right? Like I've had friends who who did not have like the financial stability to buy every game out there, but they still want to play a game. And I I I I understand that, you know. I think it's okay to to live within your means, you know. Gaming can be an expensive hobby. But if you're if you're doing well, if things are going well, if you already own a Switch, buy a copy of Metroid Dread and then emulate the pretty version. You know, all you're doing is getting an upgraded visual. So yeah, that's, totally. Yeah. yeah, I that's where I would draw the line, right? Like if yeah. you know it's a new game and I want to play it, of course I'd want to play it. But like I would feel really um, like you said scummy about it if I just decided to go on Pirate Bay and download it. Yeah. And, you know, Especially like there is there is like a line where it's like okay the game's been out for like four years, five years, whatever. Like if you went on and you downloaded a pirated version of Mario Odyssey today, I don't know that I would care. You know, it's like <laughs> sure. okay, whatever. You know, it's it's an older game. It's you could still buy it. It's still it's still accessible. But it's like all right, you know, it's all good. They already made their money. But like Metroid Dread just came out. You know, and mm-hmm. everybody's just. And I guess that kind of leads me to, I I don't really like this point because I don't really think it's fair, but I guess it is kind of an open question. Um, Is Nintendo kind of getting themselves into hot water with this by having a console that doesn't, you know, do like 4K and everything? Like, like is that, is that partially, are they partially to blame for that? Like, like, I like the fact that my Switch is nice and cheap, you know? And maybe producing, like, a 4K version is just way too much work or money or parts or whatever, and it's just not viable. But, and and I don't even agree with the argument that I'm making, but just for the sake of playing devil's advocate, like, do they bear some of the responsibility for not producing the the best quality version of the product to the point where people feel the, the need or the desire to emulate it to get a better one, you know? Like, does it go beyond just being free and being like, well, I want the game to look good, you know? That's tough, right? Because for me, um, that makes me think of the PlayStation Portable, right? Because you look at the DS and PlayStation Mm -hmm. Portable, it's basically like one was way more powerful than the other. But it cost Sony. Obviously, the DS was the super system. Right, but... But it cost Sony in the long run, right? Because mm-hmm. no, because it was a more expensive con. Like there was a lot of reasons why they, that it ended up costing them in the long run. So, if Nintendo were to go that route, would the Switch even be as popular as it as it is now? I don't know. I don't know if they released like a four hundred or a five hundred dollar console from the get go. If you know the Switch would be selling as gangbusters. So, yeah, yeah, that's a tough question. Yeah, I yeah, and I don't really have an answer. You know, like I I don't. I don't like that mentality. I think I always, um, except when it comes to game design. When it comes to game design, I will throw Nintendo under the bus, as you've well heard. <laughs> but um, lately, at least, it seems. I don't know why that's the stance I've taken, the hill I'm dying on. But um, I, I, I always tend to like lean more for like the company and the developer when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like, you know, like with the whole Pokemon thing, where everybody's like, "The graphics look like they're from the N64." I'm like, My "Come God. on, guys, they're doing Come the best on. they can." Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm sure there are people out there that hate that because you know, like, I mean, I get it. You know, you want 
you want you, you you're a Nintendo fanboy or even just like a Nintendo fan or whatever. You want your games to look good. You want your games to perform well. You want your games to be the, the latest and greatest in tech. Like Pokemon Arceus is already getting some some heat because it's been revealed it's not an open world game. I never expected it to be. I, Steve wrote me. He's like, well, it looks like you were right. It's gonna play like Monster Hunter, and I was like, I was right. I predicted that. Like I, just, I just thought everybody knew that. But uh, you know, so. <laughs> Like, I, I, yeah, I, it I, looked open world-ish, right? But you can, for me, yeah, I, I, it kind of still seemed like there was hubs almost, you know? Yeah, so, I, I, I just kind of predicted it, but I, I guess. But um, Well, I think we talked about it on the show, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, that's, that's probably where I got it from, because I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I think it's just kind of like expectations versus reality, you know? People want things to be really good all the time, but sometimes things have to be cheaper or slightly yeah. less, you know? fantastic but and that's where emulation that's... comes in <laughs> you can get the, the best version of everything for free <laughs> shoot yeah right exactly all right well um i think we've beaten this horse into the ground so why don't we take a quick break and we'll come back to it with the games that we have legally been playing want to hear us promote all the things we're doing instead of updating infendo.com listen to us every thursday night and those times that were that were on in the different time zones. Beautiful. Why would we ever do a second take? Welcome back to <laughs> Infendo Radio. It is time for Change the System. This is the tail end of the show where we talk about the games we've been playing and how interesting our hobby is. Um, go to yeah, go to all those places Justin's telling you to go to. Um, so actually, UG, I was going to give you the floor, but I've been holding this in for a week and a half, and that's not good for you. Uh, so. No, I, yeah, you, you're about to gush, and me, um, I'm ready. I'm ready. I have been playing, okay, well, I've been playing a little Warframe, and I've dabbled in The Sims 3 last night, but mostly... <laughs> I've been playing a little game called Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. Um, let me let me paint the picture. Let me tell you the tale of this game so you properly understand where I come from. Um, when this game first got announced, I was like, oh, look, a cheap Smash Bros. ripoff with SpongeBob. That looks like crap. And then I kind of got on my radar. A couple of friends were like, are you going to get it? I might get it like at Christmas or whatever. And I was right. like... Yeah, I might, I might, I don't know, Smash Bros. is fun, I might look into it, maybe when it goes on sale or something. Then I look at the eShop, it was pre-selling for like $10 off. I was like, okay, well that's kind of cool. Then I started watching all the dev releases of all the character mm -hmm. gameplay, and about the time we got to Sandy, which was like the fourth or fifth one, <laughs> I was like, I'm in. I, don't know, I don't know why, but this is the most important thing in my life now. <laughs> so from that point on, I subscribed to both the devs and the publishers' channels. Oh I god! Watched, so you were like watching like all of the oh I man! I watched every character preview okay. as soon as it went live. It was the highlight of my weekdays for a while. Weekends were tortures because they don't post videos on the weekends. Um, and and I started rewatching old Nicktoons in preparation for this. I went back and I watched uh, Real Monsters because Oblina got revealed. I have been watching Cat Dog for the last two weeks, and I downloaded the first season of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Have not watched that one yet. Heard amazing things from Eugene. Just haven't gotten around to it yet. But trust me, it's on the radar. So I was a little excited for this game. Um, now here's the thing that's probably gonna drive you really nuts, though. I'm not really like a competitive online fighting game person. So we I've know been this. Playing, yeah, I've been like playing the game entirely mode. in single player. Um, 
there are 20 characters to play as right now. It, it dabbles in all... Oh, I watched The Loud House, too. That show oh that came on, like, four years ago. I've watched the first season of that as well. So I was, I was ready for this. I now know every character in this show, except the Avatar ones, and I've seen enough YouTube clips to get a sense for who they are and what they're all about. Sure. Um, I really like this game. It is a weird experience playing probably the best made Smash Bros game that isn't Smash Bros because mm -hmm. it's still like five steps removed from Super Smash Brothers. Like, um, okay, first off, the most jarring thing that you notice right off the bat, there's two things. One, your character cannot sprint. Your character oh. has your character has one movement that gets a little faster a couple seconds after they start moving. That allows you to do like a sprint attack, but there's no like double tap to sprint. That mm -hmm. takes some getting used to. The other thing that's really weird is you have three buttons for attacks, kind of like a Street Fighter kind of situation. So there's your light attacks, then there's heavy attacks, which normally would be either like the C stick, or in my case, like holding the stick and holding A to do like mm -hmm. a heavy attack. That's its own button. And then you have special attacks. So I've mapped those out to like Y, A, and B and everything. And then the X button is my jump, just like in Smash Bros. Other than that, it feels pretty smashy. Um, it feels tight, it feels responsive, it's, it's fun to play, it's satisfying to play. It doesn't really suffer from being too floaty or anything. It mm -hmm. is really fun to spike enemies with like your down A attacks. Like it's, right. it's really satisfying, a lot easier to do than in Smash Bros. The hitboxes feel a little bit bigger. Um, so at like 70 or 80 damage, you can like jump off the stage and bam, and just spike them down into like the void and everything, which is great. Uh, there's no items. So that's something to consider. I was going like to ask a... about items. I, I, had, I thought I heard that there wasn't any. But yeah, if you're, if, if you're more of a party game person, that's a thing that's missing. Um, there's also like one of the, the more annoying things, and I understand why because I've watched all like the dev interviews and stuff because I was really obsessed with this game. Um, there's no voice acting at present. They have said they're working on it. They also are super supportive of like the modding community. Like this is a really like gamer oriented dev group you can tell that they're really like they're gamers at heart because they're mm -hmm. they've talked about how much they love um like project m the smash bros melee you know thing and everything um mm -hmm. they they want people to dev their game by by modding it and stuff like that so they're open to that too but they have talked about wanting to get voice acting down the line it's just that apparently the voice acting would have cost half their total budget for making it's the crazy. game um, even though this is sponsored by Nickelodeon, it is a very small, like, South American team of, like, 20 people, I think, that worked on it. I've never heard of them before. They made, like, one other Smash Bros. clone, and that's how they got the license for this one from Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're kind of just starting out and everything, but they did an amazing job. Like, it... It is not Smash Ultimate, right? And it should not be compared to Smash Ultimate. But comparing it to, like, Smash Bros. 64 or even, like, Melee... That feels fair, right? It, it's it's at like kind of that stage of its inception, sure. where I could see two or three games down the line, it kind of learning from the things it does wrong, it improving on the things it does really well. I just think it's really fun. I've been playing arcade mode on very hard, which is like the highest difficulty, and I found out if you beat it without losing a single match, you get like a bonus to your trophy that shows that you did it like flawlessly. So I've been collecting flawless wins on the hardest difficulty. 11 of 20 characters I've done that on. That is my white whale. That's my, my That's task awesome. to be completed. I've done it on all the good characters. Um, Toph, I, Toph, Toph, help me out. Toph. 
Toph. Haven't watched the show yet. Mm-hmm. Um, love her. She's amazing. She has all these powerful ground She's, attacks. Yeah. She can create like a pillar that slams down on the enemy. You can make a, a dirt clod in like midair that you can hop on. So she's kind of like Little Mac where she's bad. Mm. We talked about this. She's bad mm-hmm. at aerial and everything. But if you knock her off the stage, you can just create a platform kind of like uh, the, the villager in Minecraft. And then right. you can hop back onto the stage and everything. Really fun. Um, Oblina from Our Real Monsters feels kind of like a weird Sonic kind of character. Like, she's much faster. She can do, like, a spin attack and everything. She's got a great down slam. Um, Catdog is phenomenal. Catdog can actually switch forms. So, like, the you're either controlling dog or cat, and dog is, like, heavier but slower. It's chic. And cat is, like, faster. Yeah, exactly. Very interesting. Like, it, it's, it's a simple game. But I can mm-hmm. see how people that really like like these kind of fighting games would really enjoy it. Um, and it came at a good time for me because we talked about this a little bit last show, but the, the Sora announcement was very meh for me. It, it was a 5 out of 10 kind of thing. Like, mm-hmm. yay, you know, but I, I just didn't really have much of an opinion one way or another. So Smash is kind of over for a while for me, I think. Like, you know, until the next game gets announced or... It's been like a hot, you know, couple of years and stuff. I feel like I'm going to be playing that one very casually, very passively. So kind of hoping this game can pick up the slack. But from what I've played so far, I really, really like it. Like, it is really fun. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of like first impressions. I could I could go on about every single character and why I think, you know, Nigel Thornberry is better than Invader Zim. But, like, that's probably a discussion for the weeks and weeks on where I'm playing this game over and over again. So, and and like I said, that's kind of it. Like, other than that, I've been doing more Warframe, which is same old, same old. They have a Halloween event right now, so if you play Warframe, you should go check that out. It's on Deimos. You can get a lot of cool stuff, um, cool outfits and stuff like that. There are bats that you can have fly around you. Um... I, I played a little bit of uh, Monster Hunter Stories with Steve at least like a week ago because the Molten Tigrex came out. But really, it's just kind of been Nickelodeon, man. So. All Nickelodeon all the time. All There's Nick- nothing wrong with that. There's the nothing time. wrong with that. I will say I'm very excited for Mario Party. Really, really excited for Mario Party. You're getting me excited for Mario Party, but I, I don't know that I'm going to get it right away, but like you're making me want to get it right away. I, I am. Um, thrilled like just just watching like I've, I've watched like the gameplay videos of like oh comparing all 100 mini games to the like i didn't realize they have mario party 4 mini games mario party 5 mario party 6 and then ironically enough the later into the series it goes the fewer mini games show up almost like the games got worse over time but you know <laughs> but yeah i'm sure. i'm thrilled man it's gonna be so much fun so i hope you do get it at some point so we can play it together yeah, I think I'm going to have to just because it's going to be... This is like, for me, what it feels like is it's Mario Party Ultimate, basically. Yeah. You know, well, because... don't go. go. Oh, I was just going to say, the thing that I think is so cool is, you know, like you've got the kid and everything and your time is super limited. You can actually pause and save the game yeah. like halfway through. So it's we so could cool. play a 20-turn board over the course of like a month, you know, yeah. if we had to. It's, like, I, it's good I like stuff. That. Yeah. It's good stuff. Really? Yeah, exciting. no, I'm definitely going to have to get it. And um, look, who am I kidding? You probably convinced me to get it at launch. So maybe we're going to play a little If you get it at launch, we could record the gameplay. <laughs> All right. What have you been playing? Oh, boy. Um, that's a loaded question. I've been playing a lot of games um, lately, I feel. Um, so 
yeah, let's just kind of start from the top. What's the top, you say? It's always Pokemon Go. Um, there was an event last weekend. You're going to make me upset that I didn't know about the event again. you got to start telling uh, me what these events are. It was my, my little boy, Duskull. Oh, okay. Um, that doesn't make me feel as bad. <laughs> He's great, so, but I don't really care. So He was, um, I think it was a paid event. Who I don't even know anymore. I just, my wife just, you know, spends the Pokemon money. Um, but it was a fun event. I... I want to say though that at least for me i felt like the catch rate wasn't quite as high as far as uh, or the shiny rate rather um mm. wasn't quite as high um as usual i got i still got like i think like 12 of them or whatever but some events i get like you know 22 so you know yeah take that with what it is um so that's enough pokemon go um that was a fun event i still like that damn game um, the next game that I want to talk about, and I'm going to talk about two games on um, Xbox platforms, so forgive me here. Well, that um, actually used to be what this was back in the day. So. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then the Switch came out, and then everything comes to Switch. Uh, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, uh, Tales of Arise um, is a game that has been on my radar for a long time, because I love the Tales series. I is love, that one love not on Tales. Switch? No, unfortunately not. It, it just came out um, in September, I want to say, in the beginning of September. It came to the Xbox series of consoles, so Xbox One, um, Series S and X, PlayStation 4 and 5, and Windows. Um, not the Switch, unfortunately, but it is a good game. It, I mean, it's a Tales game. It's a Tales-ass Tales game, but I love the Tales series, so I'm into it. So... I have some questions about this game, but it, mm -hmm. if you have like a, a full-on like story that you want to get out first, like please do. Cause... No, I mean, I, I mean, really, there's not a whole lot to say. I mean, I can talk about. I don't really want to talk about too much plot because you know, I don't want to spoil a lot of stuff for a anybody. You, we, you're in the realm of Cal Calagria or whatever the heck it's called. There's you know. There's slaves, and you were, you know, there's amnesia. It's it's an RPG, like the, you know, it, it is what it is. And then I have a question because I have seen a few articles about this that have kind of come across. I'm sure maybe you know where I'm going with this, but it's kind of the game's big issue that people seem to be having with it. Mm -hmm. um, the the in-game advertising. Have you experienced yeah. much of that? So like you go to you go to a camp, from what I've heard, and and it's like the rest point or the checkpoint or whatever in the game. And there's all this like, hey, buy this DLC pack. Hey, buy this DLC pack. The bonus edition comes with like that kind of stuff. Is that real? Is, are people blowing it out of proportion? What's the deal? I can't hear a word you're saying. Oops, I was muted. Sorry. There we go. Um, <laughs> It's a thing, you know, like, yeah, it, they try and promote, like, the DLC and all that fun stuff. But, I mean, I don't really find it egregious, you know? like It's, it's not, It's not like, it's in your face. I mean, like, some people were saying, like, it ruins the game. Uh, that's my voice, apparently, for, like, the discontented <laughs> today. But, like, it ruins the gaming experience. It takes me out of the immersion. Like, that kind of, it's not, like, that bad that it's like okay like screw you game kind of thing no yeah i don't i don't feel that like it's um i mean yeah there's it, it is what it is right like you go to the camp and there's like three options i think that's what they're what they're talking about mm -hmm. like you can rest you can reminisce and then um i think the other uh, last option is 
basically, yeah, yeah, purchase the stakes. And then, you know, you see that every time you go to a camp, but like, who freaking cares? Just don't buy mm -hmm. the downloadable content if you don't okay. want to buy the downloadable yeah, content. I've, I've, I've played games like that before. Usually I find it's like on the menu or whatever instead of like right. the, the in-game menus. But yeah, that doesn't sound that bad. That's cool. Yeah, it's 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 not bad. It's not. I, in fact, I didn't even know that it was a um, controversy until you said something about it, and then I had to Google it real I, quick just right now, and then I, I was like, oh yeah, that menu. That's what they're talking so, about. Like, so here's so here's how it went down. I was on Twitter, the best social media platform in the world. <laughs> so, fun fact: I edit this out of the produce show if it's too horrible to say, Eugene. But the Holocaust was trending on Twitter today, so that was something I saw. But, um, but yeah, so Twitter's great. And one of the articles was about how, like, you know, A Tales of Arise is a fantastic game that's hampered by, you know, greed or whatever the, whatever the thing was. And as you were mentioning it, I was like, was that the game that I was thinking of? I don't want to sound like a fool. So I Googled Tales of Arise, and, like, one of the first search results was ads. And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, the game. That's the okay. one. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean... Again, kind of going back to the emulation thing with Kotaku, like I, mm -hmm. I think the internet just likes to blow things way out of proportion, you know, I like guess, sure, yeah. it's, it could be an issue for some, like, like, you know, like maybe somebody didn't realize well, that they would have to pay for it somehow and then, you know, like ended up buying it inadvertently, but like. Well, I remember actually, Steve is a person, I hope he doesn't hate me for saying this, but Steve is a person who has issues with that kind of stuff because um, he, very much more than the rest of us, I think, like has an obsessive desire to complete a game, to have mm -hmm. everything in the game. So like when Crash Team Racing came out, like the the constant like locked characters behind icons and the, the buy right. them now kind of stuff, like that really got to him because he felt like he needed those characters and not being right. able to just unlock them in the game, like really put a damper on his whole like, you know, thing. Like there are people out there who might like really be offended by that stuff. I just don't think you or I are the kind of people that. Yeah. That and care. that's fair, right? Like maybe I just don't have the personality type where I'm am affected by that, but I guess some people very much could be. So maybe yeah. I'm th being insensitive in that regard. Ah, I guess nah, you're fine. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess, I, I guess me personally then, right. It didn't yeah. affect my playthrough. Well, and all. you're a good, you're a good judge. I, I, I mean, we, we do this show and other people listen, but really I use you as a, means of telling me if I'm going <laughs> to like something. And the fact that you're not bothered by it tells me I probably wouldn't be bothered by it either. So Totally, cool. yeah. It, and going back to the game itself, I mean, it is a fantastic game. If you've ever That's played good. the Tales series, then... I've you never know, played you're... a single one. Oh, okay. I've never played well, a it's... single one. I guess I can kind of describe it to you in a nutshell, right? Like, it's a, um, you know, you have an open world sort of like a map that you go around, and then your battles are all almost like Street Fighter-esque. So you go into Oh, a... is this the one that you got me to buy one of the games, and I've never... I think so, actually, yeah. You were telling me, like, this sure. is a great starter point. I own... I should play that game, man. I think it's on the Switch one, right? Yeah, Tales of... I don't have my Vesperia, Switch Vesperia, I'm pretty sure. That's... I think that's it. I mm -hmm. think I own... It's got, like, kind of old-fashioned looking art, like, from, like, the 80s or 90s mm -hmm. or whatever. I should boot that. That sounds like a fun game I own. Yeah. <laughs> It's 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 more of this, right? Uh, the one thing I will say about Arise is that there's, um, you know, there's some quality of life improvements, things like that. So it yeah. does definitely feel um, a little bit more modern. For sure. But um, you know, it's it's a it's a Tales game. It's really really good. I love playing these games because 
if you can get somebody together with multiplayer, like I used to be able to do in high school, you yeah. can actually play the battles um, in multiplayer, which is really cool too. I used to play Mario RPG, and I would have my friends over, and I'd be like, okay, you choose Mallow's attacks, I'll choose Mario's attacks, and he chooses Bowser's attacks. And they were like, this is so dumb. And I was like, no, it's fun. It's multiplayer. <laughs> like, that's so cool. I really like that. Yeah, no, I like I like it a lot. The um, I will say that, like every Tales game, I think the plot is engaging on yeah. any Tales game, but it is a Japanese RPG. You yeah. kind of already know what you're getting in for like that. A lot of over-the-top, you know, mm -hmm. it, that's I what had, you get. I had trouble with that with um, Yeast, like 9 or whatever it was. It's like, oh, no, we're marooned on this desert island, and all right. these anime women want to sleep with me. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, that's great, but... Um, I, I will say, I have a working theory. Since we can go a little tonight, we it's only the two of us. Um, yeah. I, I believe, and I'm sorry, Internet, for the third time tonight, but um, my working theory is that the Final Fantasy games are not as good as any of us thought they were. I think that they have earned their titles as, like, the best RPGs of all time, but I'm, I'm starting to think that that's just because they were, like, the only RPGs of our time, and they had, <laughs> yeah. they had that history, sure. and people just kept eating them up. Because, like, I've gone back, and I've tried to play 7. I played 6 almost all the way through. I got through 3 and 1, and, you know, the older ones, at least. I haven't really dabbled in it. Well, I've tried 14 on the Switch, the, like, mobile port, but I... Really oh, right. didn't like it. I, I totally forgot that was a thing. Yeah, but um, I just I have a really hard time getting into them, and I don't with like like the Mother series, you know, like Earthbound and Mother Three and all. Mm. Like I love those games, so I don't think it's an RPG thing. I think it's just that like Final Fantasy is kind. Of, maybe it's that they're like the Mario of RPG games, so they're so like vanilla sure. that. But but it's like I think there are better RPGs out there that people just aren't trying because like this is the the gold standard, quote unquote. But I think it gets a lot better than what we're giving ourselves access to. So I want to I try a Tales that. game. I want to try a Tales I, game. I, I highly recommend it, and there's a ton. Like I can, if you like that Vesperia, um, yeah. I'll get you a list going, and we can uh, we can get you some Tales going. The, we'll the talk. thing about yeah, right. The thing about Tales is that um, much like Final Fantasy, even there isn't really a. Um, a storyline that flows throughout all the Tales games. However, there are... I almost kind of prefer that, honestly. Yes, but there's certain, like, Easter eggs if you have... Chocobo, say, Moogles, that yeah. kind of... Sid is in every game. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Yeah, so I, yeah, I, man, I, I, I love the Tales series. I will say my downfall, the, the thing that I have the hardest time with with, like, JRPGs is, like, my favorite Xeno game is Xenoblade X, um, the one where you get to make your own character and ride around in a giant mech and stuff. Right. I really, I really like RPGs that let me be the main character instead of like you are Lloyd Irving a 14 year old boy from the city of you know that kind of stuff like right. I, I always like getting to be like custom male B you know or whatever but I, I can I can sink my teeth into a good RPG if I just put my mind to it so I'm gonna have to give yeah, that a try I will say that the, that the tales is that right like you are mm -hmm. the chosen one or yeah. whatever type yeah. of thing and you're son of a blacksmith like... and his mother <laughs> yeah. was a, a harpy sea goddess who, yeah <laughs> Exactly. You're the only one who can, you know, save the world from X, Y, and Z. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
But okay, that's enough tales only because, not because I don't love it, um, because I have more games I want to talk about. Um, so let's talk about another game that I've been playing on Xbox, but I think I'm going to buy it on Switch as well. Um, Super Monkey Ball Banana I, Mania. I have that sitting in my queue waiting to... I've never played a Monkey Ball game before, and I am so excited. I love it. It's so good. It's got, I, like... Like, it's sitting on the home screen. Oh, like... <laughs> oh, baby. It's so good. And um, part of the reason why I'm wearing this um, Sonic thing is because you can play a Sonic the Hedgehog in mm-hmm. uh, Super Monkey Ball. And it's actually my preferred way of doing it. Um, so that's a thing. I, it is so fun. You know, it, only because... Um, it, this is a game where, if you've never played Monkey Ball before, think of it as a like a marble game, right? Where you have to guide the marble mm-hmm. into a hole or something like that by tilting the um, box or whatever you're holding. Yeah. Except for the box is the real world that you're tilting, and then the monkey ball is the mm-hmm. marble. And yeah, that's what you're trying to do, trying to get into the end goal. I... I'm just so... Because I, I loved this game back on the GameCube. I yeah. have so many great memories playing, like, battle modes and things like that and the normal game itself. But, whew, this is a good one, man. It's got... Um, I think it's got, like, over 300 stages, and it's got it's yeah, basically, it, like... Like, the first three. It's like Monkey yeah. Ball Ultimate. Like, that's all we get now are just ultimate <laughs> versions of... Yeah. It's, it's basically got the best levels from, like, the first... Yeah, like, the first three, I think, Monkey Ball games. And it's got um, a lot of um, mini games, so like you can play monkey ball pool. Like literally, it's just like billiards. But with I ball. love, I love Sega. Like yeah. I, I, they do such weird fun. Like Billy Hatcher, Nights in mm-hmm. Dreams, Monkey Ball. Like I just, I really like Sega, man. They're fu- they're just a fun company. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I, if I hadn't. Um, been playing Metroid because I think I like Metroid a little bit more than this game and we'll talk about that here in a second Mm -hmm. this would probably be my game of the year contender so far right here because it's just a lot of fun Monkey Ball highly recommended that's why I think I'm going to get it on the Switch as well because while the reason I got it on the Xbox is because I could get it for cheaper yeah yeah Um, but I just want to play it on my Switch so Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to double dip and deserve it Go Does ahead. it do online multiplayer? Or is it like all like single player or local or I, whatever? I don't know about that. I think that there's online multiplayer, but I haven't. I just don't. that know. monkey pool sounded mighty interesting, <laughs> if you ask me. Um, it looks like um, I'm I'm trying to Google it real quick. I can't find anything. Uh, did it, it looks like there's online leaderboards, but I'm not mm. sure if like you can play the multiplayer online. I'd have to get back to you on that. Too one. bad. That would be really fun. Right? So, uh, yeah, that's uh, Monkey Ball. Um, Fun, fun game. Um, The next one that I will talk about is Metroid. And Metroid Dread is... um, It's... It's a great game. I, it's all that I have ever wanted in a Metroid game because, like, when was the last time we got a 2D two, two Metroid game proper? Like, a long Wasn't it like time, 2003? Right? This yeah, is where we need Justin. Yeah, right? I think the last one was Fusion. The last, like, proper... And I think um, that was 2003. Mm-hmm. It was, like, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, mm-hmm. so... 
and then we got like remakes and things like that but mm -hmm. like this is the first brand new 2d metroid adventure and i'm i, I really really like it it's it's and here's why um Nintendo has given me something because it's not it, it doesn't play a lot like Super Metroid right like there's I've a, heard it, it's very linear it's more like fusion like it, yeah that seems to be the direction they're going like it's mm -hmm. ironically since the whole genre is kind of named after them but it's less of a Metroidvania more of a go to point A go to point B do all yes. the stuff hide from the Emmy do the, you know that kind of stuff and, yeah. and you can sequence break you can definitely get items out of order but like the yeah. game is very directed and honestly I, I appreciate that because um, We're busy I, I guys just, we got a life to live <laughs> totally and it, and it just feels good to um, not <clears throat> excuse me like I'm still getting lost in the game a little bit right like there's yeah. still the the exploratory part where you have to like okay figure out the secret and everything but at least I'm not doing it aimlessly because I've got yeah. Adam and I love Adam I uh, oh I'm so glad I <laughs> I will I will argue that I don't think the Metroid games other than maybe prime have really ever been about exploration as much as discovery. Even sure. like even OG Metroid and Super Metroid, you're always supposed to go from point A to point B. It's not an open world where you can go anywhere and do anything. It's an open world where you have to have specific items to get past specific mm -hmm. obstacles to get to. So all they're doing by by kind of linearizing it is kind of. I'm sure there's still secret walls to bomb totally. out and and, mm -hmm. and hidden things to collect and yeah no like that's that's really what Metroid is. It's never been an exploration based game. It's always just mm -hmm. kind of been a giant world that doesn't feel linear because it's so big. But what, when we had, when me and Dad played Super Metroid last month, we realized all we were really doing was running around the map trying to find our spot until we gave up and had to look up an online guide, you know? Right. Like, yeah, now you just have, you know, look up your mission log and, you know, yeah. you can be like, oh, yeah, this is what Adam just said last. So that's yeah. probably what I got to go do type of thing. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's, um, I'm loving it. It's a great game. It's a great Metroid game. Um, it, feels really smooth like it's met i've never felt um zomet samus i've never Zomus. felt samus zip around um in a game like this i feel mm. before you know but like she can really move and then of course you can get some you know items to make that even faster but it, it just feels really nice mm. i was thinking to myself when i was playing it is like oh this feels like playing um samus in smash bros that's you know? cool yeah. Like so, um, yeah, I'm liking it a lot. I, I, I do want to talk about the Emmy Zones a little bit because there's been a you know bit controversy behind that. For me, I don't um, feel like they are out of place or I don't like them. I feel like they're it's just enough <clears throat> because um, I don't want to give away too much. But um, of course, you can destroy the Emmys in a certain way. Yeah. By the time you find the way to destroy the we, that particular Emmy in that zone, um, it, it, it feels like I've had enough Emmy at that point. You know, like I, for we, me, we actually wrote an article on Infendo that I think detailed like how to defeat an Emmy. It was in like the second developer log or whatever. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I well, I, but for some people like me, um, I, I I read that article, but I skipped over that part because I was like, I don't want to know. Like, you know, like some people just don't want to know anything. And that yeah. I was kind of in that position. Like, I was like, okay, that that's actually really cool. And, um, but anyways, yeah, the, by the time you, you know, destroy the Emmy and then the Emmy zone is clear, then 
you go back to that Emmy zone, you're like, oh, I, I, I kind of miss that little Emmy. I kind of mm. want him to be chasing me around a little bit, you know? Because yeah. it feels like a game of tag, really, a game of cat and mouse. Because um, by the time I was about four or five hours into the game, because I was getting a little frustrated, but then I, 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 I changed my approach to those zones because I was trying to explore the whole zone mm. um, and like find all the secrets and everything like that while the Emmy was still around. But yeah. that's not how the game wants you to do it. You know, like you Get can explore out. Yeah. Of, yeah. You, there, it's very much there's a, you enter the zone at a point A and you have to find that point B because there's yeah. only one place. Like there might be multiple exits, but there's only one place that you have to go to like, progress mm -hmm. the, the story type yeah. of thing, right? So um, once I figured that out and kind of got my my mind wrapped around how the, the game wanted me to play, I was having a much better time with it. Only because I was like, oh yeah, no, yeah, like I don't care if I die, like it's just whatever, it's a bad spawn, you know? Yeah. I just need to get, you know, get good and get past you next time and then I'm gonna get you next time, you know, type <laughs> of thing. It, it, it felt like, uh, um, like, uh, I, I don't even know how to, like, almost like a bullet hell type of game wherein you have to um, memorize the, the, mm. the movements of the enemies and, the, you know, where everything is. So at a certain point, I was like, okay, yeah, there's this sub-enemy here. Likely the enemy is going to appear from this port here, so I'm going to want to probably coax it over into this location so then I can run away and actually get to the area mm -hmm. that I want to get to, you know, type of thing. So, yeah, it, I, I like it. I liked it. I enjoyed it, it. It's obviously very much inspired by like the SAX encounters in yes, Fusion. Yes, very much yeah. so. Cool. Very much so. Absolutely. So yeah, and then um, the other aspect that I will touch on, but I won't uh, again because I don't want to spoil anything, is the story. I am super enjoying the way that they're taking the Metroid um, story. It. It just feels like a very fitting, um, and I haven't finished the game yet, but it feels like it's going to be a very fitting conclusion to the this saga. I I saw in one of like the developer interviews, they were kind of like it felt very final to hear them talk about the game. They were like, you know, this this will conclude the the story of Metroid and everything. Like, and you know, yeah. I'm sure I'm sure in like five years or ten years or whatever, they'll want to dive in and make another Metroid game that takes place in the past or something like that, you know? But, yeah, it um, it sounds like this is going to be kind of the closing point on the whole, you know, plot. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, of course, we still have Metroid Prime um, 4 to look forward to, right? But, like, that's earlier in the timeline, type as mm -hmm. it were, you know? So, like, yeah. this very much feels like a conclusion to... Um, you know, Samus's later adventures, as it were. Yeah. I I can't um, say enough good things about this game. I will say that I do n not not that it's a bad thing, but it's more my own um, personal um, shortcomings. Uh, they do this thing on the map where, like, it, it'll be the map will be like dark blue. I think Metroid's games have done this before. Oh. As you, as you That's not a shortcoming. You're colorblind. No, 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 no. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say, I, like, I, you can't tell the difference because, like, the colors I, are too close. I can definitely tell the difference because it's like a lighter shade of blue that okay. it, like, turns when you've explored that particular area. No, however, I apologize for interrupting and assuming. Go on. However, I play the map like I play Splatoon in where I have to make every oh. corner of the map light blue because I'm that OCD. 
So yeah. like it's taking it's probably taking me a lot longer to play this game than most people because I like I have to like paint the map like I'm yeah, like I, Splatoon. I gave up in Super Metroid on that really quick. Like I was doing that in <laughs> Super Metroid and then I was like what am I doing? Who cares if I hit the top left corner of the Oh, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I'll, yeah. like, do a wall jump to get, like, yeah. the top left yeah. corner. Oh, my God. Well, and there like is, the there is, there is, at the end of the game, if you're that kind of person, there is, like, a, almost always a map I know there is. And an That's item why I do it. And a timer. <laughs> yeah. That's why I do it, because I, I inevitably know that when I beat the game, it's going to tell me my map completion, and I'm going to be at, like, 50%. Oh, I already know mine's like, going to well, be, like... Well, I can like, do better. Mine's going to be, like, 23. I'm going to have found, like, four energy tanks. Yeah, I'm not, uh, not worried. <laughs> sure. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, Metro Dread is good. I, I, I will say that the one thing that I would um, maybe knock it on, I guess, a little bit, is that the... Um, I, it doesn't take away from it necessarily but i don't necessarily love the um again i don't want to give away anything so if you read the developer interview i guess you know exactly what i'm talking about but like there's a certain um upgrade to your arm cannon and then it kind of shifts the perspective so oh. like it's almost like in like a first person-y type of yeah. per, um perspective that you're like aiming your arm cannon i don't really love that so much but it, again it doesn't like take it's away from a, the experience it's, it's a yeah. small part of the game though right like it's not like totally. uh, okay totally because like it's i do remember small. i do remember they kind of explored that in metroid other m and it felt very foreign Mm -hmm. It was like it was like oh, okay here's the weird first person part yeah. of the game you know like that, that yeah that was kind of weird. It it doesn't feel um, out of place necessarily but I just don't I just don't like it I just I could have done with that. Man I realized just now I am the kind of Metroid fan that I hate on Sonic fans for those Sonic people who are all like Sonic's never been good in 3D and <laughs> that's me with Metroid man like I mean I love that other I love other Metroid. M but other M is like a 2.5 you know like the Prime sure. games I've always been like Metroid should not be a 3D game and like yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I'm the person I hate. <laughs> um, my closing thoughts on Metroid is I cannot wait for somebody else to finish this game so we can talk some spoilers. Um, we're gonna have to definitely do a spoiler cast at some point when the three of us have beaten it because it's gonna gonna man. be a gonna be a little bit for me yet. I have yet to uh, to make the deep dive, but you know that's fine. I feel like you're the type of person that when you actually get it, you're gonna beat it in a weekend because like you can beat this game in six hours. You know, oh, like, yeah. that, it, it's definitely doable. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm not too worried about that. Cool. But yeah, that's my the games I've been playing. Thank you for letting me talk a lot because I feel like I did. Eh. It's weird how we always go exactly to 10:30, like to the letter. But right. <laughs> it is that time. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Justin will be back with us next week. He had some gremlins to take care of tonight, but mm -hmm. those should be all dead by. God, next next Thursday have to be so mm -hmm. um, he will be back with us we will have a packed house for whatever we're going to talk about because I don't think there's going to be any big news between now and then but hey maybe Nintendo will announce a new switch you know who knows so <laughs> I, I think we'll talk about the OLED switch which I actually am yeah about actually so. Justin is diving into that experience so be prepared mm -hmm. He um he went through hell and back to get his OLED. So we'll <laughs> he get sure to did. Oh, and if you if you talk to him on social media, be sure to call it the Swoled. He loves that. So, mm -hmm. thank you guys so much for watching. We will be back next week with another episode. I still don't know what episode number this was. It doesn't really matter anymore. Sixteen. Bye bye. Adios. <laughs>